Welcome to Grab Bag, a new podcast presented to you by Screenfellows, a show where we just kind of hang out and go through some random topics here and there, and there may be some surprises coming later in the episode. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. For this episode, I am joined by Carlos, whichever one of you wanted to call you. <laughs> Classic. Carlos and. <laughs> and? Carlos and, and, and Carlos and who? Who is it? And who? And who? And who? It's Brianna. And whom? I don't actually. Sure. Is it who or whom? Oh, I don't know. Okay, we can't even get the intro right on the normal podcast, let alone this. We usually get it going pretty good, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> intros hey. and outros are always the hardest thing, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. I like a, a scrappy sort of, you know, messy style. <laughs> We're just we're just hanging out. We're just some guys, you know. Yeah. We're just some guys and some gals. Just it's very out. candid. You know what? You yeah. know, at least since Enrique is not running the audio, I know that the intro was loud enough. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shade thrown. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's kind of the that's the thing. It's it's very impromptu. It's like we're just it's like we're in in the room with you. We're just we're we're <laughs> sure. I don't know where I was going with that. Do um, you guys have anything you want to talk about? Or should I throw something mm-hmm. out there? Um, unrelated to movies, but uh, shout out U.S. women's soccer team. Killing right. killing other countries, literally murdering them. Uh, 13-0. <laughs> um, Leaving no survivors. Literally. I mean, it was a bloodbath. <laughs> um, yeah, I am desperately trying to get my little sister to abandon gymnastics and play soccer. So, um, I mean, that's a good start. <laughs> you know, making her watch a 13-0 to route by the Americans is nice. Jeez. I mean, I don't know much about soccer, but 13-0 to sounds, that's insane. Uh, that's yeah. pretty devastating. Like, there's games where it'll be like 1-0, to but... Yeah, I mean, uh, U.S. women's soccer, we're, we're dominant. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the only thing That's internationally we have, all right? Except for, like, basketball, but that doesn't really count. Um, <laughs> so, come on, give it to us. All right, yeah. Um, so I went and I saw uh, I saw Ma today. I don't know if we'll... Oh, really? You can review it, yes. Well, I, not now, though. Not that. That's not for this podcast. I know, but... But, <laughs> um, uh, but there was a trailer before it uh, for uh, The Dead Don't Die. And it's got it's got a stacked cast. I am in love with. Is this that cast. a zombie got, movie? Um, that zombie movie. It's got Adam Driver, and Bill Murray, and Tilda another late. It has Tilda. It does have Tilda Swinton as like a Scottish samurai <laughs> who is a, who daytimes as like um, as a uh, is it a, a mortician? Someone someone who works at like a morgue. I don't know what that what that's called. Uh, she I, like I gives them right, makeup. Right. I, I think that's a mortician. All right. Well, that's that's what she does. But that's like one of the details. But it's got uh-huh. like it's is this very charming sort of comedic style. It, it's it's very funny. I would go watch the trailer. It's got some good bits. Adam Driver's Review Adam Driver's very funny. Um, I give the trailer a solid eight. You know? <laughs> Isn't like Selena Gomez in that too? 
Selena Gomez is also in it. I don't know what she's doing, but yeah. <laughs> that, that's like I, I knew Bill Murray and Selena Gomez and Adam Driver because I have seen that trailer actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah. man, this cast is actually like really stacked. Uh, Steve yeah, Buscemi, yeah, yeah. Danny Glover, jeez. Yeah, I um, know. That's that's crazy actually. Um, but yeah, yeah that, uh, I do really enjoy that trailer. I like comedic zombie movies. I mean, Zombieland is. <laughs> I love that movie. I re- yeah. I don't know. I feel like I rewatch that movie like every year. And it's, like, one of the most random movies to, like, have that tradition. I don't know. It's so weird. No, um, I can see it, yeah. I, I really do love that movie, though. Uh, Bill Murray in that Sadly again. Enough, yeah. I, I hear about Zombieland every year, uh, but I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I've never, I've never I've seen never it. I've never seen it. I've oh. seen Shaun of the Dead. Never seen Zombieland, though. I mean, yeah. I, I love Zombieland. I mean, it's... um. I heard it, I heard described the other day that it is um, what's the main guy's name uh, Jesse Eisenberg. It's his least annoying oh. role, um, and, and <laughs> I think that's that's, fair. that's a good way to describe it for people, especially people that don't like Jesse Eisenberg. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, and especially like honestly, I think one of the biggest uh, um, one of the biggest charming aspects of the movie is that you get. Um, you get Woody Harrelson in a comedic role, and I mm-hmm. love when Woody Harrelson does comedy. Um, so he, he's really good at this movie. Like his li- essentially his life goal, like all he wants in the world at this point, uh, that the world is full of zombies, and all he cares about is finding the last Twinkie in the world. That's all he wants. Oh yeah, it's so great. Yeah. Um, and you get a young Emma Stone in this movie. Man, it's uh, that, I I remember like the fifth time I watched this, I like I I might. I was, like, so slow to realize that it was Emma Stone. I was like, is, that's Emma Stone? Like, it took me forever to realize <laughs> it was Emma Stone, I swear. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, but to be, to be honest, I mean, to be fair to myself, um, <laughs> that was, like, before Emma Stone was, like, a thing, a thing, you know? <laughs> like, this was, like, right after Easy A when I was like, oh, yeah, that's a girl from Easy A. Uh, like, I barely yeah, knew Emma Stone yeah. was. I hadn't seen Super Bad at that point, so, you know. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Emma Stone. That's another she thing. Looks, she still <laughs> looks like Emma Stone, though. It's not like Emma I know, Stone is one but, of those actresses that you confuse with other actresses. Well, yeah, I know. But it's just I never, like, it never clicked in my brain that that's Emma Stone, you know? <laughs> like, um, I love that. I love going back and realizing that, you know, like this movie that you've loved for so long has an actor in it that's actually, yeah. like, way bigger than this movie. Like, when, <laughs> like, have you either of you guys seen that? That one um, quest for Camelot. I think it's like an it's like oh a God. late nineties Disney ripoff. <laughs> I don't think and so. It, I used to watch it. Noah, have you seen it? No, I don't. I, I don't think so. I might have heard of it. Check it out. It's it's this. Movie I have that, seen like, this. Oh, quest for Camelot. Yes, I it's got, remember like vaguely what what happens, but not much about it. It's got a stellar soundtrack. Um, but like I, when you go back and watch it, it's got Carrie. Like I, I, I loved this movie when I was a kid. Um, oh shit! Yeah, I, you're right. It's got Carrie Elwes, which is one thing, and it's got like Julia yeah. White, but it's also got Gary Oldman. <laughs> you're right. Uh, Gary Oldman plays the main villain, and sometimes you, oh, just, you go back perfect. and you're like, okay, hold on, what? You, I think animated movies are a great uh, avenue for that because, like, you, you just don't think about the voices. And, like, especially when you're a kid, 
Uh, I think one of those revelations for me was when I watched, uh, uh, revelations, no pun intended, when I watched uh, Prince of Egypt. Um, oh my Val gosh, Kilmer plays God. Talk about a stacked cast. <laughs> Val yeah, Kilmer yeah. is God. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, and yeah, is the God. cast is stacked. Um, Prince of Egypt is like one of the most stacked casts of all of, oh, easily of any animated movie, but probably of all time. Yeah. And great movie, I mean, by when, the way. Well, it, it holds up 100%. Have, when you have Jeff Goldblum playing like a, a, like a third tier character, then you mm-hmm. know you've got a stacked cast. Yeah. Does, okay, does Prince of Egypt get made today? Um... Unlikely. Not I agree. in an animated form. I, I mean, I've seen. There's been plenty of like uh, adaptations. I mean, it wasn't was was there a Russell Crowe movie where he played Moses or something like no, that? No, that's no. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Gods, okay, Egypt, right. Gods and Kings was Christian Bale, and that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed Edgerton. Taron Edgerton. No, no, Joel Edgerton. Oh yeah, Joel, Joel Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I think it's Joel Edgerton. I get him confused with Sam Worthington sometimes. <laughs> Sam Worthington's one of those. He's an actor you definitely get confused with other people 100%. Yeah. He's the most bland <laughs> actor in the history of actors. Like, it's so, Unfortunately. like... Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, that that's... Uh, yeah, I guess in a live-action form, maybe, but it definitely, like, they don't make, like... Well, first of all, unless you're Disney, you're not really making, like these kind of big animated movies so, um, and so DreamWorks is 100% movies. not making a, this like this is a DreamWorks movie like this is an mm. actual like this isn't like a straight to video thing this was a movie <laughs> like yeah. and that's crazy yeah. that it was made and uh, is as good as it is it's crazy um, yeah yeah I actually belong to a couple like underrated uh, underrated animated film appreciation groups on Facebook and one of one of them is Prince of Egypt. One of them one of them is I mean I, it's like Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis. It's it's all Atlantis, good call. Treasure Planet. Atlantis. But I also oh the one that I the one that gets the most activity for some I think reason, I know what it is. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah. El Dorado. That's mm. not what I was thinking it was. Oh, okay. What, what, what were you were thinking? thinking? Treasure Planet. I said Treasure Planet. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Oh, oh it's right. oh, Treasure Planet's excellent. I, like, I was yeah. actually talking to my friend about this the other day. Like, Disney's throwing us all of these live action remakes. Where is Treasure Planet? <sighs> Unfortunately, super... it will never happen. I know ever, it's never going to happen. I wouldn't say never. I know it's never. I, I, know, <laughs> I, it's, I know it's not going to happen anytime soon because it's not, it's not like in the beloved Disney Renaissance category and it would be super expensive. Mm-hmm. But and it's also Treasure Planet was the biggest financial flop in their entire animation division. But it's got a cult following, and it would make a lot of money now. Disney but doesn't I, do cult followings. No, and and that's why I'm like, I know that we're getting all these remakes, and this one's not gonna happen. But it's definitely the one that we want. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely the one that we want the most. That and Atlantis. I'm still petitioning for the Atlantis. Well, yeah, this is in that early 2000s era of, like, Disney movies that, you know, unfortunately just aren't... I don't know if they're not remembered fondly, or, like, I think people who watch them (laughs) remember them fondly, but it's like, I don't know, it wasn't their, like, you know, 
it, it wasn't the Disney Renaissance era. Like we're post like all the '90s classics, you know. Yeah. Um, at that point, and but they have there are some gems in there that unfortunately our generation only remembers because we were young enough to watch them. Uh, they just like I don't know what it was about them, but they didn't seem to hit that, uh, you know, that demographic where you're getting the parents and the kids too. Like mm-hmm. it's it's strange. Um, but yeah, Treasure Planet which did flop. So you're 100 right. <laughs> which, which is, I mean, it's really sad because, like you said, I know it, there is like that's the thing about cult followings for films is that like they might not be widely remembered, but the individuals who do. Mm-hmm appreciate them really appreciate them like i mean if you look at the el dorado meme group that i'm in that's got like it's got it is a meme, a it is a meme group. there is like talk about internet it subculture is. this is like internet sub 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 we're like 14 <laughs> layers deep but internet subculture oh my gosh and it is so like this movie is so beloved by the fans by the members of this group that you know you would think that that it was the third you'd think it was the new new testament like (laughs) it is so uh, which is why it just makes me sad because i can sit here all day and like cast and write and envision the perfect live action remake of (laughs) of those cult films that you're referring to and Mm -hmm. i just know that they're never gonna happen and that makes me sad well the one hope and the reason i wouldn't i wouldn't say never noah is that as we, you know, unfortunately, as we start to get older, um, we are also, like, people our age are starting to write movies and stuff like that. And all it takes is one person to have, like, a brilliant pitch and, you know, them to take a shot on it. We've seen crazier movies get made. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think it's impossible. I, I think right. it's unlikely, it's but it's not improbable. impossible. Yes, improbable, 100%, agreed. <laughs> it, and if it does happen, it would be, like, way down the line when, you know, we have, like, some established screenwriter who, you know, fondly remembers Treasure Planet or something, you know, to go, you know what, this is my passion project. <laughs> it's not It's not <laughs> impossible, you know? Maybe Brianna's going to be a screenwriter. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I will write. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You'll I was write. gonna say I would write the hell out of a out of a treasure <laughs> live go. action remake, my dude. <laughs> Let's go. Oh man. Yeah. But this it's actually... gotta get behind Atlantis. So that was my Atlantis, priority. Yeah. Before Matthew Gray Googler's too old to play Milo. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> All right, well, this, this is a uh, this is a perfect segue actually because you've discussed uh, movies in the you know early 2000s, mm-hmm. and also you were they were talking about movies that you had seen a bunch. So I guess my question for you guys is, what is the movie that you think statistically you have seen the most time? And it's it's interesting because the answer is actually probably not like you might say, oh, it's this movie that I've seen a couple times this year, mm-hmm. and it's like a movie I've seen a couple times, like five or six times in the past like few years, but no. Statistically, it's going to be the movie, that one movie that when you were a kid, you were like, I want to watch this movie. And you like wore out the VHS of it or you um, the DVD just became unreadable just because of how often you would um, you'd like take it out and put it in other things and, you know, move it around. So what do you guys think? What do you think? Um, I think 
I mean, I think by default, and I think this might be a lot of people's answers, but by default, it has to be some sort of Star Wars movie, which one it is. I don't 100% know. Um, but yeah, I, I would think as, you know, just the amount of times watched ahead of it is of everything else, that's probably what it'll stay for probably forever. Um, if I, if, the one caveat I'll give is like that in recent years, let me tell you, uh, this movie that I don't, I, I know I've definitely brought it up 10,000 times on the podcast. So one of you has definitely been on when I've talked about this movie, but maybe not. Uh, maybe it's just worked out that you haven't. But do you guys? Did you guys ever see Sing Street? <laughs> oh man, I've heard you talk about this movie. So <laughs> thank you. Time. Okay, thank you, Brianna. I I figured you'd be the one, but I don't think I've ever talked about it with Noah on the podcast. Uh, but this movie came out in 2016, and I have seen this movie. I'm not exaggerating because I used to keep count. I've seen this movie probably about 15 times since 2016. So if there's any movie that, like, right, I could right. see eventually maybe passing it, it's Sing Street. But un- realistically, that's probably unlikely because I did watch a lot of Star Wars when I was a child. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Brienne. Brianna, what do you got? Brienne. <laughs> Brienne. <laughs> I, I, of Tarth. Of <laughs> Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take that as a compliment. It is a um, compliment. It's definitely a compliment. Um... If we're talking, like, movies that I watched when I was a kid that I just watched over and over again, I I mean, it's got to be... I I didn't watch, like, when I was really little, I couldn't handle anything. So it was just it was just the same, probably the same Barney VHS over and over again. (laughs) Um, That's really far back. Okay. Yeah. No, well, I I mean, when I was an older kid, I didn't really do that whole, like, watch the same movie over and over again. There was probably one week where I only watched The Emperor's New Groove, and I watched it, like, once a day that week, and then that was it. But I didn't really do the whole, like, I remember when my brother was little, he would watch Cars and The Incredibles, like, just hundreds of times, and I didn't really do that. So, like, you know, if anything, it's probably my favorite movie of all time, which is Frequency. I've seen Frequency at least 15 times uh, over the course of the last few years because I watch it every couple months. It's my favorite. It's like, that's why it's my favorite movie because I, it's like the one movie I can watch over and over again without getting tired of it. Nice. So All right. probably that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, well, if, okay, so I, I can't I can't think of like a movie that I watched a ton when I was like a little child. But when I was in around elementary school, um, we, our, we had a car that had a, um, you know, it had a, a screen in it, a TV in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could play DVDs and stuff. So whenever we went on road trips, we would always have access to like, we just have a thing of DVDs. And one of the DVDs, and this is like, this is super obscure. It's um, Around the World in 80 Days. Oh, my God. Nice. With Jackie Chan Steve, and Steve Coogan. And it was like, I, I, I went on, it was on, it's been on HBO for a while. It's not on HBO anymore. But I looked it up and I watched like the first 10 minutes and I can quote most of it word for word. Oh like if a gosh. line starts, if they start a line, I can finish it. And like, it's, wow. it's scary. Um, the entire plot, like lines are just coming back to me right now. It's, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I've seen so that I, movie I, a couple of times. 
Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of like Jackie Chan, obviously mm-hmm. he does a lot of his own of, of stunts and there's just tons of, I mean, it's like around the world and they really like lean into that, like around the world, like he's dangling from a hot air balloon or he's fighting some like samurai people or he's dangling from the Statue of Liberty or he's dangling from, he's doing a lot of dangling. He's dangling from like a statue <laughs> in the center of Paris um yeah uh and it's got like that sort of a steampunk thing but it, it doesn't doesn't have great reviews i don't think it's a great movie but it's it's definitely um definitely a favorite and uh i would say recently uh when i started getting into like film kind of seriously like oh, let's say about six years ago i watched a lot of quentin tarantino mm. uh that'd be like i mean it's kind of like the age range, you know, yeah. that's, that's like, that's very appealing to, um, you know, I was in like mid high school. So it was like me and my friends would all watch. I, so I probably seen like Pulp Fiction 15 or 16 times nice. and Inglorious Bastards. Probably like I, I'd say Inglorious Bastards is the second one, even though that's like three hours long. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. It's a long movie, but it's still very watchable. And I usually end up finishing it if I start watching it. I've seen Inglorious Bastards the solid one time. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> I would watch it. Again. Never it's seen Inglorious Bastards actually. Inglorious Bastards, is, I think it's probably his best movie. I I don't know. I mean, I I beg to differ. I would <laughs> probably die on that hill. All right, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. Like, what's what's wrong with it? What's wrong? With it? <laughs> what? I mean, do you want to really get into Tarantino right now? <laughs> you want to get into Tarantino like, right now? I would, because I think I think Tarantino is. In, there are things to criticize Tarantino, but I don't think he's infallible as a director. But I want to know what you don't like about Inglourious Bastards. See, my, okay, my thing, I'm, it's just I'm I'm not a fan of Tarantino's style. Is the thing like, and that's and that's just really just my personal taste, to be honest. Like, I don't think like I'm not saying that Inglourious Bastards is like a terrible movie or anything like that. I I still think I, in my opinion, Pulp Fiction is his best movie. Uh, but even even if I'm just like taking it one movie at a time, like Inglorious Bastards is just to me, it's like the peak of Tarantino's like ridiculous, like semi grounded, but also kind of quirky and off center. And it just doesn't, it really doesn't work for me. Like I sit down and watch these movies and it's like, they're constantly reminding me that I'm watching a movie and I, I hate that. I really do. And I'm not, again, that's not like I'm saying it's wrong that he's doing that or anything like that. It's just that is not what I want. When I want when I watch a movie, most of the time, uh, there are exceptions to this, but most of the time I want to be engrossed into the world and I want to be completely absorbed with what's happening. But I can't do that with Tarantino movies most, most of the time, um, especially mid-range to late period Tarantino. Um, early Tarantino, I'm fine with. Um, but... Yeah, it's just not my thing, to be honest. It really isn't. I, I can't. It's, yeah. I, I don't like to be reminded that I'm watching a movie. What about Django? Jan- yeah, I'm not a Django person at all. It's <sighs> weird. Okay. I, I know. I, look, I know. I'm fully aware that this is a very unpopular film uh, people <laughs> Ooh, opinion. No, I, I, would, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that, like, there are th- the things to dislike about Tarantino are, like you said, I mean, I just think he's very self-indulgent. Like, yeah, 100%. And I, I mean, yeah, it's just like, that is very much an understatement. Like, he loves to, he, I think he just loves his own writing too much. You know? <laughs> That's he's a great just, way like, to describe like, it. Like, 
he'll make these three hour movies of these. And I noticed it's it's so funny because like I noticed it the most when it was in um, Bad Times of the El Royale, which is very much like yes. we're trying to do a Tarantino thing. Mm-hmm. And I found it really kind of annoying. I was just like, these characters are talking back and forth in a way that if I was in the room with them, I just might punch them. I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> um, and, yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of it stems from it's just his personality, to be honest. Like, I, when I watch interviews with Tarantino, the man like annoys me to no end. Like, I really just don't <laughs> like Tarantino and the way he thinks, which is like, it's not like I'm not trying to say like I hate him as a human being or anything, but it's just like for some reason he would be a person that you know if I met him and had no idea who he was, I just wouldn't. I would come away going, I'm I don't like that guy. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know, like, it's just, it's what it is. I'm just not a Tarantino person at all. Like, I'm fine. Reservoir Dogs, I'm fine. Pulp Fiction, I'm fine. Most of the stuff beyond that, not so much. Um, it's like two movies. Eh? Exactly. What do you, what do you think, Brianna? Um, I've not seen too much of Tarantino's work. Like, he's on my list of He's on my list of directors that I need to mm-hmm. investigate further. Um, like, I've seen Kill Bill 1 and 2, which I thoroughly enjoyed. There you go. And that's about it. So, <laughs> oh, I don't have much of an opinion on him yet. Um, the bulk of my recent attention for him has been surrounding his the publicity of, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. But, um... Did you guys see, like, after the reaction that it got, I can't remember where it was screened recently, but... Um, Premiered at Cannes. Like, Cannes. Did, did you, did you mm. see the cameraman's, like, the fallout of the cameraman's response to that? Like, no, I during, didn't. During the super long... You guys have to check out the video. During the super long standing ovation that it got, the cameraman... <sighs> is getting up in the faces of, like, Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt and Leo and Quentin. And when I say getting up in their faces, I mean, like, like the in, like they're, like, he's not using the in-camera zoom. And he's <laughs> getting up to the point where their face takes up the entire frame. And That's then they so pull weird. back and do, like, a third-party shoot. And you can see how close the cameraman is to them. And it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Have you guys, like... I have not you seen this. You guys didn't hear about this at all? Well, I mean, I'm, the, I'm looking it up right now. The only thing, oh. <laughs> the, the only thing out of can I heard about this or, or that I saw surrounding this movie was the whole like Tarantino interview thing with Margot Robbie's character not having enough lines yeah. or that whole fiasco, which it was, it was such so blown out of proportion, but whatever. Uh, that's the only thing I saw. Yeah, that I didn't hear about. I've just been, I mean, I watch, I guess. Shout out to H3H3. Um, I, I saw this on their podcast because I follow them pretty closely. Mm-hmm. And I could, I was like uh, vocally responding. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. So it, it that's, sounds that's like the it. bulk of the attention that I've given Quentin Tarantino in the last 10 years of my life. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the video right now. The title is like Quentin Tarantino's cringe standing ovation at Cannes. It's, so, it's so uncomfortable. Like, what it's is like, going through his head? Was that his first day? It's like he's it, it, Margot Robbie's face is taking up all of the frame, and it like it doesn't even fit. And the dude's holding on it for like seven seconds. That's so uh, weird. I, I mean, like my dad does that for a living. My dad, I, I mean, 
you know, if you're in, if you're into film at all, then you like Mm -hmm. have to know how that stuff works. But like my dad does that stuff for a living. And so I've been like free labor for plenty of his shoots and I don't even like being filmed at all. So the idea of someone like putting a camera that close to my face, like directly in front of my face and me having no idea how to like what expression I'm supposed to be having on my face is just so like I I want to swallow myself and disappear like it's just one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever witnessed you want to swallow yourself and disappear that's a beautiful that's a beautiful beautiful song I, I, I've wanted to do that many times um uh I guess We've exhausted that topic. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, what are some what's some good uh, movie composers, film Oof. composers? I I'm terrible with film scores. Um, all right. I mean, I'm gonna say the obvious. Yeah, I mean, there's got, the obvious. You got Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, yeah, probably the best, uh, probably the best composer period of our generation. I think is is pretty fair because I mean, like composers don't. Traditional composers don't really exist anymore. It's kind of just like film composers. Like the best ones are working on films, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. There's no it's silly to say, but there's no like Mozart. Nobody's making concertos or um, <laughs> for like kings and queens and stuff like that. It's kind of just like I'm gonna do this thing for this movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Hans Zimmer, it's great. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you like of Hans Zimmer? <laughs> um well the fact that i don't i don't listen to like film scores independently i mean i know that i have a lot of friends who do who like who listen to you know who listen to movie soundtracks when they study or when they you know when they're just it when they're listening to music and i don't like that's never been something that i've been interested in so the fact that like when i was in college (laughs) um i you know, as though that were 10 years ago, Um, (laughs) two months ago when I was in college (laughs) and I I had assignments to do, uh, I would like read and I would be listening to the soundtrack to Inception. Mm. Like that's the only movie soundtrack that I listened to. So that to me says like, this is the thing of exceptional quality. Yeah. And it can hold my attention and I can listen. Like now I'll watch, I'll watch Inception. Inception's in like my top five and I'll be like, I'll, really? sitting, I'll be sitting there. Huh? That, that's Movies worth talking about it. Inception's in my top five. Yeah. Oh, that's not a controversial thing. Yeah. I was going to say that movie's like very successful. Yeah. I would say like if you, if you polled people like a certain type of person that, Inception would be yeah, that, that's I pretty guess. popular. I guess that's fair. What do you, why would you say that? What are you getting at here? What are you talking no, about? No, like I'm not I'm not I that's just I mean top 5 is that's <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's aggressive. Not everyone likes art house films. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah. it's like it's look, I'm not film. saying that at all. That's just <laughs> it when I heard it, it hit my ears a certain way and I went, that's interesting. That's I don't know. I I don't think it's like outrageous, but I you know, that was does surprising that to you. surprise you? Yeah. I don't know. Really? Surprising you for Brianna to have that in her No, phone? not Brianna necessarily. I mean, it makes sense, like, given the context of knowing Brianna, sure. 
Um, I'm like that's being, I'm, I'm like the biggest Nolan apologist that you'll find. Exactly. That's why, like, now that I think about it, like, I, I shouldn't be surprised by that. But I'm just that. That was my initial reaction. You got my live initial reaction to that. <laughs> like, <laughs> we get a face I'm, cam. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked that you're shocked. Like in my top ten, you'll find three Christopher Nolan movies. Oh my gosh. So yeah, you I'm are. Like, yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm the Nolan apologist, so I don't think it's that. Much. See, I mean, I, I'm I, the person who I completely IMDb's 250 is a disastrous list for a lot of reasons, and their placement right. of uh, Christopher Nolan movies is one of the main reasons. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's okay. You know, I, I mean, I, I can agree that the IMDb top 250 is kind of jacked, but I don't think that they've. I don't think they've. They've misplaced any of Nolan's films. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, are we gonna sit here and talk about like The Dark Knight's not one of the best films of all time? It's not. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I I'm slowly shifting from. I, it's not. It's not. It's not one of the best films of all time. I don't, it's, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> that's like, like in, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't think that's my. I don't think, uh, based on the circles that I've traveled in, that's not a terribly controversial. Opinion. No, no, I don't think that's a controversial opinion to have. But I think, I don't know. I don't want to come down on. <laughs> it, every, everyone loves The Dark Knight. Yeah, I'm not saying but it's I a bad not. movie, but it's at no, number it's four on IMDb's top 250, and that's insane. Okay, well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Num- I'll give you that. Number four is a bit high. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> Number one is Shawshank Redemption, right? Yes, I mean, uh, which is an interesting choice, but I think it's like fair enough. Sure. I think yeah, Shawshank Redemption. I think if you look at the 250 as like you know the mainstream top 250, like Shawshank hits like right in the middle of something that everybody can watch and be like, yes, this is a very very good movie. Yeah. It's a very a relatively simple story. It's a man like fighting for his freedom, enduring, you know being in prison and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's a friendship. It's got Morgan Freeman. So it kind of hits, Yeah, it hits all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I encourage any, everybody listening to take a scroll through IMDb's top 250 and you will find several crimes against humanity on this thing. <laughs> it's not, I've, I've scrolled through it before. It's I don't think it's, nothing surprised me. I mean, it, this is, I don't know who who curated it, but it's like it's like the highest rated movies, yeah. correct? Yes, it's yeah, the it's highest nice. rated on IMDb. It's therefore, therefore, the most people the... and they've got like it's it's got to be organized by like number of ratings yes. as well. I believe, yeah, probably. So, like, I mean, you know, I I can imagine the average person they watch Shawshank Redemption on TV because it's always on TV, and they're like, oh, no, I'm not okay. But this is the thing: I, you're explaining to me like why the list is the way it is. I know why it is the way it is, but I'm telling you that it's like stupid. Um, and I, I think most people know it's that, like, like the circles that I travel in, know that that they, the 250 is like it's you a know, disaster. It's not a disaster. It Jaws is, is number 239. Disaster immediately. Jaws? Yes. 239. 239. That makes, makes perfect sense. Wait, you think it should be lower? If... What? Are you insane? <laughs> But that that starts surprise. to beg the question, like at what point in time? I just blew up the mic, just... by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, try- I'm trying to find the list on the yeah, IP. Yeah. 
at that point, at that point in time, you start to question like who's really right though? Because if a small, it's if me. A, it's me. It's my judgment. That's the thing. Because if it's like all subjective, if, yes, one hundred percent. If two million people or whoever, however many people have rated the Shawshank Redemption on IMDb, say that that movie is the greatest movie of all time, who am I to say that it's that it's not? Because great is such a subjective term. And you know, the other day that uh, the other day, my mom was complaining about John Wick. And because she saw John Wick too, and she is too bloody for her, and so she complained that it wasn't. A, she said something about it not being a good movie, and I said, "Mom, you need to learn the difference between a movie that you don't like and a bad movie." Mm-hmm. And she, Ooh, shut and down your mom. <laughs> I, I I mean I love her, but she does say she does make blanket statements about movies that just aren't true, and she'll mm-hmm. recommend movies to others based on how she liked. How she liked it based on something purely personal. Mm. And I was like, you got to learn to distinguish between what's a good movie and what's a movie that you that you like, you know. Um, and like if if it's really I mean, if our, our art is such a subjective thing that if all those people, if that's the common consensus, then who is the you know, quote unquote, film snob community to say otherwise. Like, we're just a bunch of people who have different standards, have different ideas of what's good than most yes people. and no. Uh, okay, all right. There is, <laughs> I, I think that the hundred percent. Like, yes, you can. Everyone's opinion is valid, and uh, and I'm not like saying that everyone is wrong. Like, that's uh, that's such a ridiculous stance to have. Is like all these people think this, they are wrong, and like that's no, that's a dumb <laughs> way to approach that conversation. But there is something to be said for volume in like what you have seen like you know there's a lot of people who (laughs) the majority of the movies that they see are like the avengers endgames the dark knights those kind of movies and that's fine that's the that's like the way that's what they want to spend their money on that's they have every right and that's their prerogative to do that but then they can't those same people can't turn around and say this is the best movie ever made when you haven't seen the majority of movies ever made. And that's, yes, I know that's like a little ironic coming from somebody who hasn't seen a lot of great movies as well, but I'm just like, yeah. You are kind of making the assumption that the people who graded the Shawshank Redemption as the best movie of all time haven't seen the art house films. And you're like, you are making that assumption. And Shawshank Redemption's not my problem with this list. That's like 10th on my list of problems with this list. Okay, all right, all right, all right. that for any movie on this list you're making the assumption that any given individual who rated any given movie in the imdb top 250 Mm -hmm. has not seen and has not seen all the movies that you've seen all right you're making that assumption. i am and i think that's a relatively fair assumption (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm gonna make a case for the 250 and then i'm gonna complain a bit about the 250 so if (laughs) um if aliens were to come down to earth and they were to say, hey, like this is the first thing they say, like, hey, we want to learn about your culture and we want to only do it through movies. I would hand them this list mm-hmm. and say, here, this is if you want to learn all about pop culture, pretty much all the important stuff is on this list. Like mm-hmm. uh, like not not just pop culture, but also like a bit of introspective, you know, on human history and, and what we think about ourselves and stuff like that. 
I would hand him this list because it's got like it's got bangers on it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. sure, Fight Club is not the tenth best movie ever made, not by a long shot, um, but it's still you know it's it's it was made in a time and it reflects a certain idea that is you know relevant. And I guess that's that's just my defense. But on the other hand, what is this? Avengers Endgame is the nineteenth best movie Thank ever you. made. That's it's it's the below Seven Samurai. Seven <laughs> Samurai is, tw- is the twentieth. This is my point. There's what? There's some atrocities on this here? list. <laughs> what? Uh, you, I've never even heard of Life Is Beautiful. Uh, uh, I've heard of that. Well, that's. <laughs> I, I I yeah. Uh, look at it. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at the description. I have heard. Okay. Thank you. Um, I just look. The Metacritic score is like a fifty-nine, and it's the twenty-sixth best movie ever made. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what that's up with. Uh, well, um, okay. This, this is essentially a list of. I don't want to say the most popular movies ever made because that's not a hundred percent accurate. But th- no. this goes down to the whole user rating thing, and you know, Rotten Tomatoes is trying to fix it. But the user, the concept of user ratings is something that we need to adjust. And IMDb doesn't really care about that. Um, so that's also something to take into account is like a very small amount of people can, you know, make a billion accounts and do these things. And I'm not saying that's the case for all of these movies, but that is something to take into account as well. Um, I like the direction Rotten Tomatoes is going, trying to fix it. I don't think it completely solves the issue, but yeah, I don't know. That's just something to take into account as well. Um, well, I know Brianna has to get going, so should we do the game before we before oh, yeah, she gets get the out of here? In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I let you guys know beforehand. Uh, the game as uh, we're just gonna. Well, it's not. It's not really a game. It's yeah. more of just like a. It's kind of like an improv thing. We're just gonna kind of make a little bit of jokes about it. Um, but to come up with like a superpower that is in one way beneficial, but in an ironic way, also detrimental. So, um, Carlos, why don't you go first? What did you come up with? Oh, gosh. Okay, mine is really weird. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> imagine you have the superpower that you can read anybody's mind for any length of time, whenever you want, but 24 hours later, no matter what you're doing, no matter what's going on, they get to read your mind they have to read your mind. Like, they hear your thoughts for the same amount of time that you listen to their mind. Yikes. That's okay. interesting. All right. So it'd be like, you could, like, set it up. So, all right, I'm going to read their mind. And then when they get the chance to read my mind, do I know? Will I know? Is it always, like... It's exactly always 24 certain? hours apart and for the exact okay. same length of time. Okay. All right. So I'll just, like sort of plan it out. I'll be thinking about totally innocuous things. Or, think, um, think good thoughts some... about person X at 3.44 yeah. p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel but like that, that's easy not... in theory, but yeah. in practice yeah. that and could get real complicated. Like, like, you know, your neighbor knocks on your door and then you're having a conversation and, like, you get distracted. I don't know. I feel but like then... it could get super dangerous really fast. <laughs> You're like, your mind's being read. You're like, oh, crap, I thought it was 1130. Oh, crap, shoot. I better not think about how much I hate this person. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> how okay, but think, think about all the weird, not, terrible thoughts you have throughout the day. <laughs> like, think about just all the random, weird crap that you think about throughout the day. Like, the but random set an alarm. I guess. You set an alarm for, like, 30 seconds beforehand. So you prepare <laughs> yourself, steal yourself, sure. and then you're at work. You say, hey, guys, I got to go to the bathroom. You go into the bathroom. You meditate. They know that you're in the bathroom. 
Or they just know what you're thinking about. <laughs> uh, they know what you're thinking about. So you go into the bathroom and you dedicate that time to your intentional thought. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just how, thought that was like strange. such a weird like situation to be in. It's like, yes, you get to read their mind, and like that could give you crucial information. But I guess I just don't trust myself to be able to keep track and on top of everything. So I feel like that would be horrible for me. <laughs> like I would just like be thinking about the most weird, like random thing, and it'd be like, oh crap, it's eleven thirty already. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. What, uh, what, what do you got, Brianna? I actually had a couple of them because I wasn't sure exactly how the game worked. Okay, yeah, not throw them out. Um, I have, you can talk to animals, but they don't like you or what you have to say. You can like talk to your dog, but your dog doesn't like your attitude. <laughs> Interesting. And, but your dog um, like, tells you that it's always hated you and yeah. that every expression of love was actually that of just quiet contempt. Well, I mean, I was thinking more like what you have to say is always off-putting to them. Oh, that's been bad. So less emotional trauma and yeah. more just like passive-aggressive, like, okay, Karen, whatever. <laughs> What's that supposed <laughs> to be? You saying that I'm fat? Are you... <laughs> um, it's so... just like your, your pets turn into like the most difficult friends that are always yeah. like... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um. You can fly, but only six inches off the ground. Nice. <laughs> so you can basically, all you can do is hover. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. You can defy gravity. Yeah. You can't really do anything with it. And, and you don't, you're not going super fast. Or could you go fast? Like if you can like. Oh, yeah. Oh, can, yeah. You can go as fast yeah. as you that want. It's essentially just but, super speed. So like I'm fine with that, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But I mean, like you'd, like, you'd go out. Uh, but I mean, there are so many obstacles. Yeah. If I um, six if inches I, off fair. the ground. Yeah. If I jumped off of something, could I catch myself hovering six inches off the ground? Six inches off the ground. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. But I mean, don't like I don't know. They just got flying is such this like, you know. Oh, it's an amazing feeling. You're not you're not gonna get any of that because you're not yeah, gonna go up to the true. clouds. You're not gonna be hiccup with. Well, anyway. I could go skydiving and not need a parachute. So Yeah, you know, but you wouldn't I, be flying. I would be falling with style though. Falling so. <laughs> <laughs> with style. Shout, shout out to both yeah. Right here. Yeah. Um yeah. Number four uh, coming out soon. Yeah. Um my last one's just kind of a joke. Just kind of a dumb joke. You you've discovered the elixir of life. It cures cancer and helps you lose weight and clears up your skin, but um, when you try to sell it to people, no one will buy it because they think you're part of an MLM. That's yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's pretty so. good. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I could absolutely three. like. Yeah, <laughs> I could definitely see that like happening. See, but okay, a lot of yours seem to like, or two of your three rely on like other people's reaction to what you do. Like I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, mine, I told I, I, I told Carlos that I shouldn't have, but um, like so he could figure out what the the game was about because I didn't think I explained it very well. Um, but mine is you can multiply yourself 
but uh, depending on the number of people, like if you multiply yourself and you have 16 bodies that are all you, each of them uh, has one sixteenth of your intelligence. So like it divides your, your base intelligence up. So like you can make like 40 people, but it's going to be 40 really, really, really stupid versions of yourself. So like you can, <laughs> you can overpower people like with just sheer bodies alone, but or you can not, but the, don't you need to be coordinated to do that? Um, I was thinking of more like, like, um, I thought about it, I thought about it at work. Like I was like, I, when you're at work, you're thinking about like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. It's a lot of planning and sort of making sure and, and multitasking in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you cut down on your intelligence, it would just be like, it'd be very difficult for them to be able to do more than one thing at once. Like, like if you were just like, I am so stupid, but I'm just going to focus on pulling this lever and that's it. Then you could get a job at a factory, I don't know, at a factory <laughs> and you could employ the whole factory. Just like, Hey, I can make a hundred really stupid versions of myself and but they can just then, pull levers for hours if you want. But you, you know? couldn't run, but you like, you couldn't completely take over the factory because somebody more intelligent than you would yeah. still have to run it. And yeah, then, that's, that's... and then they cheat you point... out of the, the, your money. <laughs> I did talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I don't have to pay them. <laughs> At some point, though, wouldn't you have to, like, at what point in time do you forget? Like, okay, well, I I have questions about this ability. Okay, no, I've talked about this before with Fred. I have answers. (laughs) So can you you come back from multiplying yourself that many times? Yeah, of course, yeah. So you can, like, absorb those people back in yourself and your intelligence returns to normal once you do that? Yes. I... I but think then you, past, uh, yeah, past what, I'm sorry, go ahead, Carlos. I, I think <laughs> you're underrating just how dumb we, these, these versions would get. Like, no, I'm just thinking, really, really dumb. look, I'm just <laughs> thinking of like, I'm not trying to insult anyone. I'm going to use myself as an example. If you split my intelligence by half, we're already in dangerous waters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are in trouble. <laughs> um, you think about it like IQ or something like that. Like if you have like a. I don't know what average IQ is, like between 90 and 100 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, okay. Well, you're at 40. You're already, like, <laughs> mentally. Exactly. Like, we are in trouble. Here. So, like, if you're talking, right. like, you know, you want to fill a factory, like, 30 people at the minimum, like, oh, my gosh. They are they're not, they're like, dumb. you want to talk about being able to do one task. I don't even know if we're in that area anymore. Like, you know, they're just, like, flopping on the ground at that point. We're like, talking, like, single They're forgetting digit. to breathe. We're talking about, like, single-digit IQs at this point. So, like... I mean, and, and I've got to wonder, at what point in time do the do all of the versions of yourself forget that they can rejoin and eventually exactly. lose yeah. yourself because you don't... You, like, just become this stupid mass of people that don't remember what they used mind. to belong like, to. I feel like it only fully works if there is some sort of central like base for this. Like some sort of, you know, being who maintains a level of intelligence to well, control it's, them. It's interesting. Because like I was thinking, what if you could almost siphon off your intelligence to create bodies? Like you're at, let's. I mean, it's the best way to measure it is like, I, I, you know, people have doubts about IQ, but like, say you're at base IQ, you like, all right, I'm going to take I'm going to take 20 IQ points and I'm going to make a 20 IQ version of myself. And I'm going to tell him to do something and he's going to do it. And I'm slightly stupider, but he, he can do it because he's, you know, I mean, you can't be so stupid that you're incapable of like 
breathing, right? Or like walk. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I mean... maybe comprehending language might get a bit difficult <laughs> down there. I don't know. But, but I feel like, you know, I show him how to pull the lever and he pulls the lever and we're good. And then I'm just like, all right, I come and collect him at the end of the day. And I just oh suck him back gosh. up into me. <laughs> and we're back. It's like... <laughs> Interesting. Um, I feel well, like... I yeah. Go for it, Brianna. You got me Googling what's the lowest IQ possible. Yeah. Possible. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like it, the best case scenario is if, like, there's some sort of timer on it where, like, maybe after, after like, 24 hours or after 12 hours, they force themselves back together. Because then you don't have to worry about, like, what these idiots are going to do, like, on, them, on their own without, like, you saying, hey, let's come back. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, I feel I like there has to be a time limit or something. Um, if, you know, because they're so stupid, if you, like, lose one of them and they, like, wander out into the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just then, gets hit by a car. <laughs> you, then you're, like, are you then, like, permanently that yes. much stupider when yes. all of these people come together? So yeah. I have here 80 to 89 is low average. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you got borderline, and it's goes it goes down by, like, 10 to 15 points each. Borderline mental disability, mild mental disability, moderate, severe. One to twenty-four is profound mental disability. Okay. <laughs> you are profound. profoundly disabled. <laughs> um. So, how many people could we can make four people that are profoundly disabled? <laughs> Wait. So, what is? If you already, if you already, if you start. Uh, if you start That's what I'm saying. an <laughs> average IQ, then you can make four people who are profoundly well. Wait, no, what's average again? Sure. Average, uh, well, seventy or below is considered a low score, and anything over one hundred and forty is considered high or genius level. Okay. Anything under what? Anything under seventy. So this, it looks like. Most people have it at about between ninety and one ten. So yeah, a hundred is about average. Sure. Okay, okay. So. I think I think it's fair to say we're. I don't um, know. I don't, so I you can make, yeah. but so if you're an average individual, you can make between four and one hundred. Well, between five and one hundred individuals who have a profound mental disability. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Two oh. at two at two, you get to moderate mental disability. Well, now you start getting to like a yeah. risk uh, risk factory. Like, okay, what are you willing to risk more? Because if we're saying that if one of them dies, then you lose that completely. Are you gonna no, like? Yeah. <laughs> what happens like if the fifty like the fifty is already pretty dumb? What if something happens when <laughs> and they get killed off? Then you just lost half. Like. Uh, well, know. I think I think the more you multiply yourself, the less the risk. Because like, if one of them dies, you yeah. know, it's like one, one. But IQ then you point. have a bunch it's of like... super dumb ones. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I think that's such a funny. It's a hilarious conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing like a bunch of like Noah's like drool coming out of their mouth, like wandering yeah. around. I, for some, I'm still picturing the factory. So. I'm just thinking yeah, you're like bumping into heavy, heavy machinery. Um, you know. um, well, I this mean, is, this yeah. has got to be a short story idea. I think so too. I think so too. 
I'm definitely going to go to that subreddit that you mentioned. I'm going to submit that. Or I'm going to post that. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about that subreddit real quick? You're the one who has to go, so go for it. That's Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. I'm sorry. I do have to go shortly just because I got work in the morning. But honestly, um, this subreddit has given me so much entertainment. It's it's unreal. It's I Honestly, I spent... When I discovered the subreddit, I probably spent half an hour just reading them to my dad over the phone. Nice. Um, you may have to, you may have to bleep me because I'm going to say the actual name. Sure. Uh, it's R slash Shitty Superpowers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and it, it's uh, for some reason these are so. Yeah, I find these so funny. Like, uh, whenever you look at a spider, it orgasms. <laughs> um uh every every time your card gets declined you can say weird i've definitely got money in my account and everyone believes you but you but it was you were trying to purchase (laughs) um you (laughs) um for every 50 steps you take someone forgets toasters exist I got I got a good one here. Um, you can lift anything over two thousand pounds, but nothing under two thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I have one that says, uh, "My I think my favorite entry right now is you cannot get autism from vaccines." And the note underneath is, "This is not a superpower. I'm just making sure you know." <laughs> <laughs> um, I love you can charge a sneeze to make it more powerful. <laughs> Um, you can jump 34 meters, not more, not less. <laughs> 34 meters exactly. <laughs> um, you, <laughs> um, you can seduce leaves. What? I don't know. Like, uh, you can turn water into leather. Okay. Ew. <laughs> Um, I got one uh, teleportation, but in really reality, you just lose consciousness and walk to the destination. <laughs> I'd take that. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's all about. I don't want to have the journey. So, yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. If I could still consume podcasts and like take them in, then maybe. <laughs> no, you lose consciousness. Then yeah, I'm out. Never mind. I pass. <laughs> You have super speed, but you feel the exertion as if you as if you were a regular person that ran that distance as fast as they could. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that was one thing. I was like, it's pretty basic, but um, you have like super speed, or you can run as fast as you want, but once you get to that point, you can't stop. You have to be stopped. Like, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, wouldn't you like, just die? No, you get up to like 60 miles per hour and then you have to call somebody like, hey, can you set up a really, really big pillow on I-95 <laughs> <laughs> that I can run into and stop myself? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, good... I, for some reason, these I just think they're so funny. Yeah, they're really good. Um, um, anyway. That seems like a uh, a good good place to end it. Thank you guys. <laughs> um, Carlos, where can we find you on 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 the internet? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry Four Five Six, and make sure you follow uh, Screenfellows all over the internet as well. All at Screenfellows Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, everything. Check it all out. Um, and 
we are definitely going to come back to uh, these this list concept. Yeah. I don't know if we'll do it on like this. We can we can come back to it on this. I think it's a more relaxed uh, format anyway. Uh, but or we can go go on the main podcast because oh my <laughs> gosh, there is, I I have so many complaints and just looking just complain comparing it to the AFI list. It's, oh, yeah. it's insane, the discrepancies. Like, Citizen Kane is, like, number 74 on this list. Uh, so uh, it's I, I'm endlessly fascinated by lists in general. So we're definitely coming back to it. Don't know when, but we will. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, uh, Brianna, you don't have to say where you're, where, where you're <laughs> on the internet if you don't want Thank to. Thank you. Just like, okay, all right. There you go. <laughs> um, I do not actually exist outside this podcast. This oh, is man. my only means of... of I, I just I just kind of I, I I snap out of existence only, and I snap back into existence when uh, Carlos says he's ready to record. No. So can't find me anywhere, sure, because I don't exist. As soon as I hit end call, um, uh, thank yeah. you guys for listening. Oh, yeah, no, are you ready to go back into the void? I'm ready to go back to the void. Um, no time passes between each episode. It's just so it's sort of just like a perpetual. <laughs> Uh, record it's, it's like that one episode of black mirror or something like that yeah. it's like it is like an episode of black mirror that's what my life is um so uh thank you guys for listening this has been grab bag and uh there's definitely gonna be more episodes so check those out when they come out and uh check out all our recent episodes uh goodbye